watching Shanana and Hiho. I mean, there was just nothing to watch without question. All right, here I am. All right, folks, good afternoon. Here we are. This is the noon report. Right now it is, oh, hold on. Right now it is, bear with me, everybody. It is Juan, noon report live. There we go. So the folks at Trinity Rep are upset with Juan. All right, listen, hey. I am, I'm entitled to my opinion. I want to welcome in everybody. Good afternoon right now. It is 12.06. It is Thursday, Holy Week, Christmas week. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. I want to welcome everybody in, our growing audience on Facebook Live. Folks, share this, Kelly Sullivan. Yes, I am. Thank you. I am covering the storm surge. We're going to be going through, as long as there's power. You know, I don't mind all this foolishness with them. Um, Everything they're talking about, but there's Marco. Folks, share that you are watching. Remember, your way of saying Feliz Navidad to the chosen one is to send stars. There's our friend Ryan. Now, also, hey, listen, some of you, I hate to call people out during Christmas, but (coughs) crying out loud, hey, Skin Flint, some of our listeners, followers on Facebook, it's 99 cents a month to be a subscriber. So maybe, uh, hey, Malacone. Maybe it's time to spend some of that communion money. One of our followers, he, he, he reached into his pocket when he pulled out George Washington. George Washington was bl- was blinking and seen daylight in so- some time. So, but folks, make sure you subscribe. We're going to be going to more subscriber-only content. So, and one of the people, there's Josh Allen Cooney, big supporter. Merry Christmas, Judy Fury. Folks, as it continues to get bigger and bigger, we may start to call it, I want to right now, what time is it, Juan? It's uh, 12.08. I will get to the Trinity Rep story. They're firing back at the Chosen One. And listen, I heard, I I was speaking with a member of the Rhode Island State Police a short time ago. I'll I'll handle that. Come on, be reasonable. It's time to be reasonable here. But I want to point out and thank, everybody on Facebook is going to light up. This arrived from Miguel Degnan, Mike Degnan, 2022 Supporter of the year for one. This arrived. Look at that. Bushmill single malt. Merry talk about a Merry Christmas. And what I love, and his birthday is coming up. Um, we're gonna celebrate Mike Degnan Day here on the program in a beautiful card, all in Spanish. I love it. <laughs> to amigo Miguel. Mike Degnan, thank you very much. Has arrived. We have some things headed his way as well. Well, folks, it is, it's Thursday. Now, let's not lose our minds here about this uh, pending storm. There's Fred. They are, uh, there's Catherine. And they, they've been wrong before. So I know they're, they're talking about a big storm. You know what the good news is? The good news is we've encountered storms before. So everybody needs to um, chill out just a little bit. And not lose their mind. This portion of the John DePietro Show at 12.09 on this Thursday. It is, it's hard to believe, folks, but it is, it's December 22nd. It's not your imagination. Christmas Eve is Saturday and then uh, Chris Saturday and then Christmas is coming up on Sunday. Now, I'm already getting people asking, Juan, will you be on? Yes, we'll be on next week. Are you kidding? Between Facebook Live and Juan After Dark. Folks, We the show is 24-7. We were, I was at a stabbing in Providence at 1.30 in the morning about a week ago. And then obviously we go around. So I'm going to touch on that. But folks, I want to remind you, this portion of our program, I want to thank, and they want to thank, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Debbie and Steve and Junior and Byron, they say thank you to all their loyal customers. It's been a great year for our friends at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Big supporters of the program. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Uh, and again, they have everything you need. Decorate your home. They sell basil, basil, um, take two, toy boat. Balsam, Fraser fir cut trees, three feet tall, eight feet tall, potted live trees, custom handmade wreaths, 10 inch, 60 inches. You know, people decorate right through New Year's for crying out loud. Christmas swag, mistletoe. You know what makes a great gift? They have custom-made birdhouses and custom-made sleighs from local artists. Folks, it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Now, hold on just one, one moment. 
I believe um, we've run into a little bit of a problem, not on the radio portion, but I'm seeing that we have some encountered some element of a problem with Facebook, and I'm not exactly sure why, but suddenly one looks a little frozen on Facebook. But it uh, many times it um, it then we wait it out and it it clicks back. So everything is connected. It could just be a glitch. Not exactly sure what the problem is. We'll give it a few more minutes and then we will. Um, well, actually, maybe we should. All right. Nope. We're going to. Uh, all right. Everybody, everyone on the radio. I recognize if you have listening on the radio, it's uh, it's not a problem. But for whatever reason, we have encountered a problem with the uh, the Facebook situation. So I'm not exactly sure the answer what happened, but we will uh, get that straightened out. I'm going to do it live. We have people that depend on the information. Never mind. I build up the whole thing with the uh, the story about Trinity Rep. And so um, we're, we're going to right now it's 12 minutes past 12. I fully recognize that I am doing a radio program. And however, at the same time, we have incorporated the element of the Facebook page. So now it looks like it is straightened out. Nope. Now it looks like it ended. All right, everybody bear with me. Again, folks, there are glitches that can happen. In one minute, you're, you're running fine. And the next thing you know, something goes a little bit off. So this is one of those times. I'm going to restore it, though. And I'm going to prove that we can... Uh, Talk, uh, walk, and chew gum at the same time. All right, now let me just see. There we go. Okay. All right, part one is fixed. And now let me just go to part two here. And again, folks, it's 12.13. We'll get the program back on schedule. I I recognize the radio portion. If you're listening right now on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM, my apologies. I'm sure you're thinking, what exactly is happening here? Um. We, we, we are going to, nope, that part, is, that part was fine. And now suddenly we have that. All right, I'm not exactly sure what that is. But we are going to restart the whole thing all over again. And I am fully cognizant. Sometimes I get messages from people say, do you realize you're live on the air? I'm very well aware that we are live on the air. Why, in fact, this is happening in this manner um, and I can certainly tell a quick story as I don't know why my screen is locking in that manner. It is, it's, it's even a mystery to me. It's 1214. I'm not going to do this for the full hour. I'll tell you that much. We'll, um, we'll get this thing straightened out as soon as we possibly can. But at first I, I need to, I think we want to shut it down and then we're going to restart it. And in the meantime, I'm going to uh, continue to do the radio show. Well, this is, you know, it's one of those things. It's never happened before. This, um, I forget, is it a television show program or is it a film where, you know, the person goes in. The last thing you want to hear is the doctor saying, huh, I've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> and that's what we're dealing with a little bit at the moment. But the good news is we're going to get this back on track because it's not that difficult to figure out. Even I can figure it out at 12.15. And I want to tell my my uh, Trinity Rep story, but I want to wait until we have everyone logged back on. Now, folks, I do want to make mention, um, it's not your imagination. It sure sounds as if we have a storm, and it sounds like a monster storm, a northeaster. Now, the good news is it's going to be mild tomorrow. So that's, you know... Every cloud, we have to look for the good news. But the bad news is, starting tonight, it sounds like, it certainly seems like there's going to be a tremendous amount of rain and wind. So, now I did hear <clears throat> National Greed is planning on having some individuals uh, that they're going to be standing by. Um I mean, we are so close to just being back here, folks, because the last thing they're saying, we're very confident that they are going to get 
everybody back. I think they're planning on, they're trying to get it, that should people lose power for Saturday. They're saying that they, they think by Christmas Eve. However, the temperature, if you've seen, and I think you just heard the forecast, though, the temperatures are going to drastically drop. And then we're going to have freezing cold temperatures, which means ice. That's exactly right, which means it'll be very icy, obviously. Um, And so that's a little bit of a concern, but it's the, uh, okay. And I think we are very, very close to then being up and running again, right where we want to be. I want to tell my state police story, and then I want to tell my Trinity rep story. And we're very, we are within 30 seconds of doing both. So, and then we're going to, um, then we will resume the program a little bit. So, a little bit off, it can happen, folks. Whenever you're dealing with technology, who knows how something could have gone astray. And the next thing you know, one minute I'm there, next minute I'm not. But I believe we should be uh, good to go. What time? Oh, good. That only, that only took 10 minutes. Um... All right, 1217. I have no idea why. I'm going to just double check this, why we'd be running into a problem with our Facebook problem. There we go. I seem to be back. Here we go. I think we are okay. And we'll just uh, import live, take two. Sometimes it happens. Is there really an explanation? Is there ever really an explanation? The answer is no. So let me just double check. And again, folks, I apologize. I'm sure if you're listening to the radio saying, like, what is the deal? Um, and I, everything is connected. Everything is, Wi-Fi is okay. Everything is okay. And then we're just running into this minor problem with my screen. But the good news is the program is continuing. So I think we should be okay. Good afternoon. Once again, to our loyal Facebook crowd, I apologize. I'm not exactly sure what happened. There's Pat, there's Pat Elson. Yes. All right. We will. Yes, here I am. I am back. I don't know what happened with that. I may keep it here just for a moment, but we are back. Thank you, folks. Share that you are watching, everybody. And again, this portion of the program, well, I did get to PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Folks, they're open till Christmas Eve at night. They want to thank all of their loyal customers. Look for them on Facebook. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, that didn't take long. Well, it's all it's 1219, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This is the noon report. I was thanking Mike Degnan. I'm not sure why that suddenly uh, clicked off in that way. I hope it's not because I held up the box of Bushmill. I don't think that that was, uh, in fact, the problem that we ran into. So now I want to mention, if you check DePietro.com, if you check our website, now we have a lot of exclusive content. Yesterday they announced they did catch, by the way, great job by the Providence Police. They identified who was the murder suspect and they located him and he happened to be in, uh, he'd escaped to Ohio. So it was Monday night. We were there live on Waverly Street, right off Cranston Street in the West End. And they found the suspect now, the gunman they believe responsible in Ohio. They made that announcement yesterday afternoon when we were in Coventry. <coughs> Excuse me. So great job by the Providence police. Now, if you log onto the website, you see I did the story, Trinity Rep Woke Christmas Carol. And a lot of people have responded to it. Uh, and I heard from a number of different people that went and attended who did not care for the new rendition. So I did receive an email from someone and I said, are you speaking on behalf of Trinity Rep? No, I'm involved in the production, but I'm not officially speaking for them. But this person claims that like you and your followers and audience, they don't know what they're talking about. People love this rendition of A Christmas Carol. Scrooge is played by a woman. Um, 
Bob Cratchit, Tiny Tim, that family, they only speak Spanish. They intimate that they're illegals. Instead of uh, Tiny Tim, it's Tiny Juan. I don't know if that's directed at me. And then the ghosts uh, are non-binary of the Christmas past and so forth. And then we, we mentioned people had sent me some other stage versions out there. People put on community theater. You know, the thing now is they want sometimes a classic, but they feel, and I think it's unnecessary, and I think a lot of people agree with me, that they feel, well, we need to, like, update it to, you know, traditional times. And so that's why the Grinch Who Stole Christmas is unhappy, because in the now the modern-day version, the Grinch wants gender reassignment. And Whoville represents the corporate elites where it's not covered. And then a lot of people don't like the new current. There's a couple, there's a community uh, theater production put on A Wonderful Life. But they, they say we have to make it modern day. So George is involved with cryptocurrency, Potter Red's a hedge fund. Harry Bailey's gay. Uh, George wants, he's thinking he wants to transition to become a woman, Bert the cop is fighting with the BLM protesters. I, I don't see, and then the Frosty the Stone person is also a new um, rendition. Where you know the little girl Karen? Well, she's homeless. She suffers from you know, a substance abuse problem and so forth. Mike. Well, then and then the current day Rudolph, who's identifies as a lamb. And saying to Santa, I think I'd be happier as a, a female reindeer. Um, so this person was saying, well, people enjoy it and people like it. And and my uh, point of that is I, I'm not denying that some people did. But what I, what I responded, first of all, I wanted to clarify, are you speaking on behalf of Trinity Rep? No, I'm involved with the production, but I don't officially speak for them. But my, my, uh, my point with Trinity Rep in this woke Christmas carol is... People, I I don't want to say, well, in a way, I'm not saying it's false advertising. But when they say, well, you know, we're we're filling the place and and people are paying $77 a ticket, I'm not convinced. Here's the point that I was trying to make to them. If they just put that on, this is the new original version. And people knew the new original version of the woke Scrooge. It is my contention that people would not be paying $77. Some would. Don't get me wrong. Some would. But I believe they benefit from people think, okay, you know, it's it's Trinity's A Christmas Carol. There's many people. It's a nice tradition for them. They have dinner at their favorite restaurant somewhere in and around the Providence area. Maybe the old canteen, maybe Capriccio. Maybe Hemingway's, maybe Cafe Nuovo, what have you, somewhere maybe up on the hill. And then they go to a Christmas carol. It's a nice night out. But it is my contention that how many of those people would still be going paying, some pay more than $77 a ticket. But I believe them saying, well, you know, look at the crowds. But the crowd is there because I believe they think it's the traditional Scrooge. Cratchit, Ghost of Christmas Future, Christmas Carol, not the woke version. Scrooge is a female, apparently prefers same-sex relationships. Tiny Jose instead of Tiny Tim or Tiny Juan is, is and the, the Cratchits are illegals. They only speak Spanish during the show, by the way. It's my contention. I would be curious to see how that holds up. If everybody knew going in, that that's going to be what it is. Much like in a lot of the other ones. I mean, you think, oh, okay, the community players, whoever they're putting on, it's a wonderful life. And then they go, and oh, wow, this is totally different than the movie version, right? With Jimmy Stewart and Potter and the whole thing. I mean, it's much different than that. And it's modern day where some of the characters have depression. There's fentanyl, cryptocurrency. They, they're like, we have to make one of the characters gay. And then um, I think Mary's um, Latina is a Latina in it. And George is someone. I, I don't know the full story of it. But um, I, it would be my connection. Okay, I, I would like to see attendance. 
if people knew this, the new version that you're doing, because I believe many of these places, it's almost like they're filling their theaters, I believe, almost really under false pretenses, right? People think they're going to see one thing and then it's another. Oh, okay. So Clarence convinces George he'd be much happier as a woman. That That's not the story of Wonderful Life. That's the story then. Oh, and we had, you should have seen the crowd and people were stay, you know. Now, the, the, going back to the Trinity thing, there's no intermission. So the person that emailed me said, well, if people were unhappy with the show, we think they would have left at the intermission. Yeah, but there is no intermission. So that's a false statement. Well, they would have left an intermission. They don't have an intermission. And there's just one set. I, I don't I don't know. On the one hand. I want to be very clear now. I, I've been to Trinity. The last time I was at Trinity, obviously because of COVID and everything, not a lot of people did, but it was for the Prince of Providence. And it was okay. It was okay. I think that even with that, they I believe they screwed it up by they didn't use their bigger theater. People couldn't get tickets. They were saying, oh, it's set a record sellout. Well, they used their smaller theater, and then they did a very limited run of it. So I, I get it's supposed to be show business. They're definitely into the show part. They like the show part, but it would have been wiser to say we're going to use the bigger theater for the Prince of Pro, and then it's just going to run until when we start to see the ticket sales dip, then we're going to move on from it. But be that as it may, I'm not telling them how to do, uh, I'm not trying to tell them how to do their program. However, the people that contacted me are certainly entitled to their opinion. I think there is an element of bully, bulliness. Like, so Frosty the Snow person, like, wait, is it that? Who? He's wearing the, the, the hat and so forth. Like, who? What I don't understand, who are the individuals that are offended because Frosty is supposed to be the Frosty the Snow man? And then they demand it that it has to be, no, it has to be Frosty the Snow person. I don't know if that started under Ramundo. I'm not sure where that has to go, but. I, I don't, you know, and my thing of like, all right, so it, Frosty is, it, that was just a cartoon, Jimmy Durante, right? He did the voice of it, of the narration where it's Frosty. I mean, it's it's a short cartoon. They capitalized on, and the music and and the whole thing. And then remember he gets locked in the greenhouse, the magician. And then he has to get to the North Pole. I think Santa, I don't remember the full thing, but, and the little girl. And then, you know, he's parading around and so forth. But so why do they have to make them? Oh, no, they're ho- see, salty, uh, salty. Frosty's homeless and Frosty's non-binary. And Karen has an addiction problem. The little girl in it. Karen has an addiction problem. And her and Frosty are homeless. And what? why, why does it, everything have to be so gloom and doom? You know, why does it have to go in there? The story of Wonderful Life is a beautiful story. Of uh, that's one of my favorite films. It is one of the, the 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 you know the great messages of the impact one individual person can have, and how George Bailey, without even realizing it, the impact he had on his local community. Even though you know he had wanted to travel the world, and Harry Bailey, his brother, was the was the war hero, and Sam Sam Wainwright went on and uh, had the the factory and made all the money and so forth. But George stayed behind because of his bad air. He couldn't be involved in the war. You know, when he, he improved the Bailey savings and loan. Then after his father passed away, they stayed in business. They helped all those people get their own home and, and what it would have been, you know, that very dramatic scene in wonderful life. When, when, uh, when Clarence takes George to the cemetery and there were the men that went down in the in the plane. And then he's like, that's that's a lie. Harry Bailey said, well, Harry couldn't save them because you weren't alive to save Harry when he fell through that. And Mr. Gower at the pharmacy that, you know, would have poisoned the child. But why do you have to? Well, we got to make somebody gay. And all right, someone who's the Asian character in it. We're going to make Mary Latina, uh, Mary Bailey Latina. And. George, it's not so much about that. He he really wants gender. Re- why why do you have to take wonderful life 
And the dilemma is George realizes he wants to transition to be a woman. Why, why does that have to be the message? Like, what am I missing here? And the Grinch, as much as it's a cartoon, that has actually a beautiful story to it, right? The Christmas doesn't come from a store in the boxes, right? The Who's come out. Why do you have to, oh, the Grinch wants transgender surgery. Why does everything have to be a blinking woke lesson? These people are insane. They are listening to the Tierra Max of the world. I can't. Uh, so, all right, we're going to do Christmas Carol. All right, but Scrooge is a woman and Cratchit's an illegal. And the son, we're going to have Tiny Jose or Tiny Juan Tiny Tim, Tiny Jose, see, he, you know, he doesn't make it because uh, they're illegal and they don't have proper health insurance. Like, what, 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 what? That's not the, you know, the lesson of Scrooge is suddenly the Christmas spirit, come up, you know, comes upon him all in one night, right? And then he changes his ways and it's very joyous on Christmas Day and he shows up and brings the turkey and my God, they're just so, you know, listen, and then let me be very clear. And I want to circle it out with this at 1232. If there are people going to Trinity Rep and they enjoy that performance, the woke version of it, if you will, then terrific. I'm not saying they shouldn't have it. I'm not, I saw someone wants to contact this, but let, let them. What are you talking about? Hey, the sponsors, the people that are part of it, they're sponsoring local theater. I don't have a problem with any of that. So I, I don't understand. There were some, you know, his, boy, here's a headline you don't see that often. Channel 5 in Boston, WCVB. Catholic Charities helping to put gifts under tree for hundreds of Brockton families. The Catholic Church has been helping people in need uh, without getting any credit. For how long now? And now all these people trying to run out and, you know, as we've talked about the whole homeless thing and 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 even the unhoused, even though, if anything, it's very obvious that the homeless advocates were misleading the media and the public on the sheer number. You know, there they were quoting to Governor McKee, there's 800 people in the street, there's 500 people in the street, there's, no, there weren't. I saw that the first night I went up there. Homeless advocates, not enough room at warming station. It's not even full. There's like nine people over there. You know, it's it's a scam. I, if Channel 12 has this package, I'll play it. With the winter storm, frigid weather, here we go. Advocates voice the concern for the homeless. The protest outside the Renown City. Last night they were there, another blanking protest. There's not enough room there. They got to put them in hotels and free housing. This Pamela something, the Rhode Island Poor People campaign, I, I, I just don't believe any of it. We are all these people. It's, it's I, I don't believe in it. I don't believe them. I think they're, uh, I think they're, um, they're exaggerating how many people. I'm not saying there aren't some people. I'm not in denial. But we, where are all these you know, you can kind of smell when there's a fraud. You can smell when there's a fraud. It's it's like the, the joke of, uh, look at every 39 city in town have bought uh, season tickets to the new soccer team. Oh, okay. Yeah, the people on Block Island are buying tickets. It's a joke. That's funded by the people that are going to make literally millions of dollars off of that. Oh, you mean the people uh, building with our money, 100 million taxpayer funds for a $200 million? That soccer stadium, Pawtucket, will be the most expensive minor league soccer stadium in the country. Now, right now, they're saying, well, it's only 150 million. But it, I've already been told the taxpayer amount of money could go up to 100 million. It's at 60. And the full stadium could be cost as much as 200 million. So, um, Oh, oh, so somebody spent, what was it? I don't know how many, $60,000 to buy see a bunch of season tickets. 60000 let's see. 
60 million, 60,000. I'm willing to bet the people that are getting the 60 million bought the 60,000. I, I think that's a, a fair, fair bet. <clears throat> um, my friend Tony Freight has passed away. I'm going to talk about that next hour. He was a, um, I'll talk about it. I'm going to talk about it next hour. I don't want to go short on Tony. And I, I, Tony became a very good friend of mine. I was been friends with Tony Freitas for 23 years. And uh, <clears throat> I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit next hour. Hey, folks, I want to remind you, though, about Propane Plus. Now, a lot of people are concerned they may lose electricity. Now, do you know you could have propane tanks that should your power go off, that clicks on so you never lose power. Propane Plus for heating and cooling. Call Propane Plus today at 401-885-4209 for Propane Plus. In Massachusetts, call them at 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Propane Plus, three generations. They're they're available 24-7 for service and delivery. You can depend on Propane Plus. Visit their website. It's propaneplus.com, heating and cooling. And it's so easy. You just type in, I'm looking for residential or commercial. Check one of the boxes, maybe both. Put in your zip code. Boom, and you're in. Propane Plus. Call them, 401 885 4209 and in Massachusetts 508 252 3359 for Propane Plus. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, visit the website, depetro.com. My final note if, if on, on the Trinity rep thing, you see that. You can also see we have a lot of coverage uh, Cranston PD Live, episode six, and then also the uh, murder, the brutal shooting, shoot. The man was shot to death, almost executed Monday night in Providence. You can see the video there. We're there on scene. It's all at the website, dpetro.com, which is brought to you by the Coesed Inn. 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. Lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge. Boom, they're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Now, I also want to mention, as many of you know, and good afternoon, everyone, at 1238, you're listening to the John DePetro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. As, uh, as many of you know, I am uh, very supportive of members of law enforcement. <clears throat> and um, and I think it's a tough job, and I think it is uh, without without question, without question, it is um, it is it is definitely a difficult occupation, and because of what has happened, uh, especially in light in the aftermath of George Floyd in that summer, where it it was. Um, it's been very difficult for law enforcement. So I've always been a supporter of law enforcement, but I, um, I, I work very well. I, I believe it is so difficult, especially today. And we are very fortunate. We have very good police forces. We do, whether it be, and I have dealt, as I've said, just this past year alone, I've dealt with the Woonsocket police. I've dealt with the um, North Smithfield police. I've dealt with the Cumberland police. That was a very difficult case that the Cumberland police had to deal with. I have dealt with Pawtucket. I've dealt with, obviously, with Warwick, Providence, East Providence, Cranston, North Kingstown, Newport. Um, I think that's pretty much the bulk of it. And the state police. But if you saw yesterday, so they found, and I, I'm not going to go long on this, but I, I will say this is more than 24 hours later since a body was found, a female body was found in that pond in Coventry. And when I got there yesterday, they wouldn't even let you go and film the pond, which makes no sense to me at all. The crime, I was outside where the shooting was on Monday night. Monday night, I got that I got to the scene in Providence little after eight, eight o'clock. Bef- within two hours, May- and, and the victim was still dead inside. Vic- uh, Major David LePayton and Mayor Jorge Eloja held a very quick 
press briefing right there on the sidewalk shortly after 10 o'clock. Two hours and the victim's still inside. State police get called out to that pond in Coventry. I arrive, if you saw the line, I arrive there. No, no, you can't go down. Ten's there. He, who was that yesterday at the pond in Coventry? They, uh, they found a woman's body underwater. It looked very suspicious. Foul play. Something happened. Younger woman. Not Charlotte Lester. So here's who's there. And it's actually pretty common. It was like the other night, Monday night. There's always the, it's, it's myself, Channel 10, Channel 12, Channel 6. The four of us are there. State police, they're in charge of the investigation. First of all, they tell, why don't you go stand at the road? Yeah, the cars, if you saw yesterday, the cars are going by literally 50 miles an hour. Yeah, because that sounds safe. You know, they're always showing us photos. Look how someone slammed into this cruiser. But you want us to go park on the side of the road. Why can't I go to, no, you can't go to the pond. Yes, someone's going to come up and do a briefing. No one came up and did a briefing. I, I got fed up and left. I did call state police headquarters situate yesterday. No return phone call. Again, which is fine. Here it is more than 24 hours later, not even a press release from them. Could you like that is just inexcusable. Totally unacceptable. Now, there's several things behind it. Number one, I don't know the colonel of the Rhode Island State Police that well. <clears throat> he keeps a rather relatively low profile. Donald Weaver. Number two, think who the boss is, McKee. McKee, who hates the media. Governor McKee despises local media, blames local media for all his problems. Something's wrong. That's the way it's being reported. That's just the way it's being reported. Plus, Governor McKee is upset that the FBI is investigating him. And I'm hearing after the new year an indictment's coming down. So that's going to be really interesting. And we're going to be very aggressive when that hits. Third thing. Listen, I I felt for the state police that had to be up at the state house. I talked to them when I went up there. Little ridiculous that they couldn't get rid of the, what were the nine homeless people? Even though they spread out, put like 30 tents, which were just props. I talked to them. I was reasonable with them. I knew several of them. They were fine. They were just there to do their job. I'm I'm supportive in that way. I have dealt with state police when I'm out at, at various crime scenes, and many times they are on the, the crime scenes. But I've also heard that right now <clears throat> that the Rhode Island State Police is very upset that local media went with a story that went out there. And I'll just give you the short version of it. There is a trooper who I know who retired a short time ago. And he received a phone call from another trooper who had been on the force. Alleging that another trooper who had been on the force. So you have three retired guys. Alleging, but one of them was still working there when this went down. That this other trooper... Philbin called him one time in a panic, saying he had killed somebody when he was on duty, and then he covered it up. Now, some media went after that. I checked into it. I was told by people that I trust that there was nothing to it. They had investigated it, and there was nothing to it. But enough that, that that's an odd thing for someone to make an accusation about. And it turns out the person was on duty. So people were saying, who knows? He could have been called. Someone may have said there's something going on. He may have been pulling up. And there was a guy that was causing a problem in in, uh, in a bar. And, and it, I don't know. Did the guy say something to the trooper, do something? Trooper hits him and the guy dies in the hospital. I, I don't know. But. What I am told is the state police are real, very upset that the media went with the story. Now, not all media went with it. I didn't go heavy with it because I didn't have everything. I, I didn't go heavy with it because I was told by people that I know that they didn't had been looked into and there was nothing to it. So I didn't go aggressive on it. So my point is, then why are you punishing everybody? 
So I don't remember. It was either Channel 10 or Channel 12. They they did a, a package on it. And I, I don't know how hard they went on it, but they did a story on it. So because you're mad at Channel 12, and then they're mad at an online publication. So now it's like the state police blank you to the media. So we'll, we'll, you can stay on the road. You're not coming to the pond. And then flip, you know, they flip you off as they're driving by instead of giving. Like, is this what we're talking about? This, this is the, the actions of the state police. Now, it, again, keep in mind who the governor is, right? Think Governor McKee with that meltdown with the Boston Globe. Because he thought the Globe reporter was making fun. Boy, these, this crowd is so blanking sensitive. I, um, I, and I want to be really clear about this. What time is it? 1247. This is my opinion. I just don't think the state police is what it once was. I don't. That's my opinion. I don't. I mean, think about that. Providence. Not only did they do a press conference, press briefing, within two hours, they captured the guy. The, the guy that did the murder Monday night, the suspect, they caught him in Ohio. In Ohio. They not only have a briefing, they then catch the guy. The state police can't even put out a blanking press release. All they ever do is put out photos when someone rams into their cruisers on the highway. What about us? What about What about civilians? Hey, be careful how you're parking then. But as someone right now, I mean, there was a time that the state police at least had the people viewed it like it was like a notch above. I I am telling you, I I just don't view it that way anymore. I don't. The Providence Police Department right now is better run than the Rhode Island State Police. It just is. The Cranston Police Department is better run. Than the Rhode Island State Police, and I'll even say Warwick. Now I've dealt with Woodsocket. I don't know exactly the ins and outs. <sighs> Cranston Warwick, granted, they don't deal with the volume of the state, but I am telling you right now, Providence Police, if 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 someone, if I was like on a game show, if, if whatever, if there was some circumstance they said a crime was committed, who would you pick to investigate it? I, I'm going with Providence over the state police. This is pathetic. You can't even put a, see, it's the attitude. Because I think it comes from McKee. No, nah, the hell with the media. Yeah, always running, though, to the media. State police. Oh, sure. We're doing a press conference today. Uh, drive sober, get pulled over. L- listen, the, the highways are death traps, as Bruce, as Springsteen would say. <clears throat> Do they introduce legislation to cut down on drunk driving? No. Uh, drive sober or get pulled over. You know, like how many times are you going to say that? You don't back it up. All this driving around on the blanket highway. The, the state police was formed because a lot of communities didn't have their own police department. So other than Block Island, of which was it really too much to ask to have some troopers over there? So you didn't. Yeah. Hey, congratulations. They were in charge of the ferry fiasco. Nice job. <clears throat> and I want to be really clear because I do deal with them in some nature. And I don't know who's in charge. Maybe it is the colonel. If this were Colonel Manny, I would, I mean, I'd get a phone call back. I called yesterday, still no return phone call. I'm telling you, it's stemming. I believe I'm being told. I did talk to a trooper this morning, said it's not, you don't understand. It's coming from the Smith Hill. And he's, the McKee is saying, you know, screw the media. All right, if that's the way you want to do it. But a lot of people are wondering, what, what are they else do you have to cover up? When the state police have accusations that they literally covered up a murder, that a trooper murdered someone and covered it up. <clears throat> when, you, when you have that, the challenge is you have to, through transparency, overcome it. Now, I don't know the new colonel of the state police. I saw him at a Providence police swearing-in ceremony recently. It was not an occasion I could have talked to him. I'll, I'll talk to him next time I see him. I obviously know a number of state troopers. And I talked to one this morning saying, I don't blame you. But, like, welcome to our world. It just, it sounds like a lot of chaos. 
but they claim it's coming from McKee. McKee is the one telling the state police, screw the media. And my point is, though, you know, as you've learned, folks, high-level law enforcement agencies, when they are in need of help, they turn to the public. And who gets the word out to the public? The media does. So whether it's the Boston Marathon bombing, many times high-profile FBI, look at what's going on in Idaho right now. They're utilizing the media. Get these images out. Happens a lot. So Governor McKee, the state police, okay. So you want to say blank you to Channel 10. They're pissed at Channel 12. Or one of the two did the story on Philbin and the covered-up murder. I didn't do it. And I don't think Channel 6 did it, but I'm not positive. Okay, so you're mad at them. So now it's like a media blackout. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was there when Black Lives Matter more than once were in front of Ramundo's house. And she let them protest. What did Governor McKee do when some of those uh, hospital people that were, didn't want the vaccine showed up in front of his house? Boom, get them out of there. He made sure the state police cleared them out and arrested two of them. So notice the difference in temperament. <clears throat> They're going to do whatever they want. I'm not even telling them what to do. But if, if, if the state police, if they're going to take their cues from a governor who's on the verge of being indicted by the FBI, who who has a, an atrocious relationship with the media, McKee blames the media for all of his problems. If you're going to take, if that's who you're going to follow, again, I'm not telling them what to do. Everyone should just be clear what the ramifications are going to be. So remember, the coverage can go different ways. And as I said, I am not, I have no problem with Winsocket police. I have no problem with Cumberland police. I have no problem, obviously, with Cranston police or Warwick or North Kingstown or Providence. But, or Lincoln. But if if McKee is going to tell the state police to, to, no, 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 screw the media, don't tell them anything. I I don't know what else to tell you. Like, this is embarrassing. All right, fine. Fine. Oh, okay. We're not going to try to find out who's the woman in the pond. Like, that's moronic. You wait, there's going to be a high-profile crime. They're going to need the media's help. So you want to punish everybody? Punish the TV station that ran the story on Philbin. Punish the online people that did it. You don't punish everybody. Folks, this portion of our program is brought by Ameriprise Financial, Tom Bryan. Now it's 1254. You, right now, take advantage, free consultation, Ameriprise Financial, 401-434-1510. Offices located 400 Massoyed Avenue in East Providence, Ameriprise Financial. Now it's the end of this year. You're going to be starting a new year. I'm not breaking news on that, news bulletin. Maybe it's retirement advice. Maybe you're going to make a major purchase. Maybe you want a little advice on that. Education planning or employee benefits, tax planning. Maybe you are retired. You're thinking of working again. Maybe you're thinking of retiring, whatever it may be. I am offering you a free consultation. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial. Call him today, 401 401- 434-1510. Offices located 400 Massoyet Avenue in East Providence, Ameriprise Financial. Call our guy, Tom Bryan, 401-434-1510. <clears throat> Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Now, we go until 2 o'clock. I, I think I'm doing Facebook Live later. We'll see what the news is. And I want to be very clear, just like the trooper I told this morning. Listen, I, I'm just saying they're going to do whatever they want. But if the state police are going to follow the McKee lead and they're going to start to freeze the media out on stories, I'm just telling you. There, there are other police agencies that are going to make them look bad. They just are. When you have Providence, boom, cooperating, Cranston has me riding along, for crying out loud. Cranston police, they were doing updates with the mayor in the middle of the fugitives on the loose. Now, I already know. 
You, state police wouldn't even let us go, not only go down to the pond, all right, whatever, whoever made that boneheaded decision, <clears throat> but you can't send out a blanking press release? What about the, the woman's family? Don't you think they'd want to know? And I, I, I just, it's just so puzzling, you know, and, and, and again, I, I get it's dangerous on the highway. I'm not saying it's not dangerous, but the, this is, is that the only time we're going to hear from the state police when some jackass who's been drinking too much or has took an edible slams into a cruiser? Yeah, I think it's terrible. I do think it's terrible. But so that's that's the only time we hear from you. Look at this car. Someone ran into it. Yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, there's drunks on the road. Well, hey, state police, welcome to our world. Right? See, they don't care, seemingly, until it affects them. So if no one cruise crashes into a state, Rhode Island State Police cruiser, all right, then everyone else, the rest of us, good luck on the roads. You know, on New Year's, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary into the new year. You had New Year's Eve, boom, midnight, New Year's Day, January 1st of this year. Olivia Passaretti was run off the road, hit from behind by that total dirtbag who was traveling at more than 100 miles an hour. Now, he was coming from Providence. He ran her off the road and slammed into her car. She was 17, leaving her sisters going home. Very short ride, Warwick to East Greenwich. He leaves Providence. He's driving 110 and ran her off the road at 117. I think a fair question is, where were the state police between Pawtucket and Warwick? The guy was going 110 miles an hour all the way up 95. No one pulled him over? If he had been pulled over, what were they doing? Are you telling me there were no state police on the roads on New Year's Eve? I, I don't, I don't get it. She, if he had been pulled over, she'd be alive today. Little puzzling. I like how the fact with Charlotte Lester missing, and Warwick police have they have the case, and people saying, well, have they called in the state police? Why would they call in the state police? State police, they won't even put out a press release. So what was the body found in the pond in Coventry? State police, it'll go into a, a deep hole. Well, we'll never find out what happened to poor Charlotte. No, Warwick's doing a fine job with the investigation. Uh, all right. And I, I recognize, they. I saw them out with the canine, with the guy they found dead that went missing in North Kingstown. I was there. I was the only one there that morning. Folks, it's 1259. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. I am going to talk about Tony Freitas, who passed away next hour. My friend of 23 years. Uh, We will be doing Facebook Live later. Folks, right now, though, we are going to break for the one o'clock news. Next hour, you can listen AM 1380, 99.9 FM, or you can listen online at the website, dipetro.com. The Power Hour is next. Don't go anywhere on this Thursday. WNRI Winsocket, W260DC. WNRI.